Hello, I am thrilled to welcome you to a series of interviews that I hope will make a brilliant addition to Six Impossible Things. It is important to me that we hear from creative people from all walks of life. I never want you to think of me as an all-knowing oracle. I am just one person among many who has chosen creativity as a way of life. So I think it's essential to connect with a wide range of people who are at different stages in their creative path. We will have the good fortune of talking to crafters, visual artists both emerging and established, art teachers, curators, and with people who are just venturing into a new creative hobby. Everyone deserves to have their voices heard. Join me in appreciating and supporting all of their efforts equally. The heart keeps memories that the mind forgets. Today's guest has recollections of her mother making blankets with a crochet needle. After making attempts at other creative activities like watercolor and embroidery, she had a chance encounter with the cutest crochet creature she'd ever seen. It was an amigurumi, and the rest is just history. Here was a completely new version of a traditional technique that she knew nothing about. So much to learn. Kylie Wiedemann shares with us her miniature creations and how she hopes to continue developing her skills. This is the sweetest part of Wonderland, unless, of course, you include the tea cakes. Hello and welcome to Six Impossible Things. Uh, today, I am very happy to talk to Kylie Wiedemann. Did I say that right, Kylie? Yes. <laughs> oh, Wiedemann. Wiedemann. Or Wiedemann. Wiedemann, thank you. Um, a crafter who has a variety of interests, but also a definite focus, and she'll tell us about that in just a minute. I find that she's the perfect example of why it is essential to remain committed to your creative choices. It is the only way to start reaping the benefits. So we're going to talk about this and much more. But first, some introductions. Hi, Kylie. Welcome. Hi. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm delighted. So could you please uh, let the listeners know a little bit about yourself, whatever you want to share, and also about what you do that is creative? Okay. Um, I am a mom to one seven-year-old daughter and a wife. Um, and I live in Vermont. Um, and my creative focus is crochet amigurumi. Um, I've dabbled in many other things from um, polymer clay, embroidery. I've tried watercolors, but that's just the thing I've kind of landed on and stuck with. That's interesting because when I did say in the beginning that you had a variety of interests, that's exactly what I meant. So you've tried uh, uh, watercolor and for some reason, this, you stuck with this particular practice. So I guess let's find, let's find out why. Um, did you discover Amigurumi by chance or how did that happen? Um, well, I, I guess I first was exposed to crochet itself um, from my mother. Um, 
I remember growing up, anytime we'd be hanging out or watching TV, she'd always be crocheting blankets. Mm. Um, so that was my first exposure to crochet. Um, and I believe the first time I ever noticed amigurumi or um, saw it was uh, I was living in Washington State and I had gone to a farmer's market and someone had this cute little crocheted keychain on their backpack and I said oh that's so cute um, where did you get that and the person pointed to a booth and said oh I got it from over there so I went over to the booth and um, asked about the keychains because I didn't see them out and um, asked if I could buy one Mm-hmm. And um, the person came over and gave me one of the keychains and said, um, I want you to have this. My mother sends them to me, and um, it would be my honor for you to have this, and she would be honored. So um, that just put so much joy in my heart, and um, that's the first time I believe I ever saw Amagurumi was that. That's really sweet. That's a very (laughs) nice story. It's like it was meant to be almost. Yes. Um, And I was just so enamored with this cute little, it was a little yellow puppy. Oh, I think I have to change the question then because Amigurumi found you in a way. Oh yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) You were going about your business and all of a sudden Amigurumi found you. Um, That's interesting. I think that that's um, something that, you know, I've heard it before. When I talk to other people about their own creative practices um, and I ask them, well, how, how did you come by this particular practice? Whatever, whatever it is, whether it's drawing or painting or collaging or anything else. And uh, there is a common denominator there. People say, well, I don't know, I was doing other things, but all of a sudden, this, this, it just came to me. I just saw it. I just found it. It was just very unexpected, and, and I stuck with it. So yeah. it's interesting. It seems things seem to find you instead of the other way around. Yes. That's interesting. <laughs> what did you say that the, the first keychain that you, that you saw was? It, um, I don't remember what the particular animal that I saw was. I just remember the one I was given was that little puppy. Mm, that's <laughs> Had really... little beaded eyes and a little beaded nose. Oh, that's really cute. So, you know, there might be a lot of listeners who are not familiar at all with the term amigurumi mm-hmm. and where it comes from. I know that it comes from Japan originally, um, but... Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what it is? Because what we know so far is that you crochet. And by the way, was your mom self-taught? Um, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I think because really of ask. course, there's no like tutorials on, um, you know, Instagram and, and TikToks and things like that. If, if your mom is probably my age or perhaps slightly older and uh, you know I grew up with none of that we had to take a book out of the library if we needed you know instruction in any area so um, yeah. do you know how she learned I don't know how she learned um, that's a good question I'll have to ask her one of these days but I do remember for the longest time she would do her blankets this one particular way and then she had a friend who was crocheting a different stitch and the friend just told her, oh, you, you do this and you do that and you'll get this stitch. And then from then on, that's 
my, how my mom's blankets were made with that stitch. So um, I think she was taught by some other people um, in some ways. It's very interesting that that's passed on from woman to woman and through generations sometimes. Yeah. I mean, crocheting itself, it's a very, you know, traditionally feminine thing to do. But Amigurumi has moved a little bit away from that because I understand that there are both, um, uh, you know, men and women who make Amigurumi. Isn't that right? Yes, yes. Um, I've seen um, some great people on Instagram of all genders crocheting, and I, I love that. Yep, that, uh, that's something that I particularly love about it. But let me go back to the original question because I got distracted by inquiring about your mom and how she learned. But um, mm -hmm. we were saying that Amigurumi is originally uh, from Japan. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about what makes Amigurumi different from any other kind of regular crocheting? whether you're making, you know, more utilitarian things like clothing, for instance, or blankets like your mom did. And, um, you know, what's what's special about this specific practice? Um, Amogurumi is specifically crocheting little plush um, dolls, animals. Um, so it can be crochet or there's also knitted Amogurumi. I don't know how oh. to it yet. Um, but so I focus on crochet, but yes, it's just um, plush, plush. So it's animals specifically. Or dolls, yes. Or dolls, okay. But they're not actually considered to be toys. Uh, they can be, depending um, if you follow safety precautions, depending on what ah. child you're giving them to. I make a lot for decoration and just because they're cute. Yes, because I was going to ask you, actually, and I don't know if you're acquainted with this Japanese term, the word kawaii, which oh, means yes. cute, which is yes. actually means cute. I think the best translation is cute, right? Yes. And, and, and there's a lot, whenever I've looked um, sites and things uh, that are connected with amigurumi, the word kawaii keeps coming up all the time. So the animals that you create do have certain characteristics that repeat. I mean, they can be a dog or they can be a penguin or they can be a cat or whatever else. You know, they have this, this um, um, traits that repeat, the, the big eyes and big heads, tiny yes. bodies. Isn't that right? Yes. And I, I do think there's also um, different styles um, Ah. you'll see different amigurumi artists have different ways of doing eyes or, you know, bigger heads or, you know, not that kind of thing. Um, so I think there is some element of style too. And it, can you make an amigurumi creation uh, from scratch on your own, just out of your imagination, or do you have to follow any, any directions? Right now, I, I primarily use patterns. Um, I'm hoping one day I'll be able to create my own patterns from scratch, but there's still some learning curve there with um, how to do certain stitches and how to get the shape that I'm looking for. Um, so I use patterns, but um, sometimes I will piece together different parts of patterns to make something that I want more personalized. That's really interesting. That's, that's a step beyond. So when you mentioned the learning curve, I'm very interested in that because there might be somebody out there who has seen Amigurumi, 
maybe even own some igurumi made by someone else and would like to make some, would like to learn how to make some. How did you actually get started? What, what would be your recommendations or your suggestions for somebody who wants to get started? Mm-hmm. Um, I am 100% um, taught from YouTube videos. Um, oh. And I basically just started with um, learning how to do um, a crochet chain and then single crochet. Um, and then from there, once I figured out how to hold the hook and how to get the tension, I felt like that was the most difficult part for me. Mm. Um, once I figured that out and I was able to confidently single crochet, um, then I was able to move on and start looking at amigurumi videos. Um, and I didn't know how to crochet at all before trying to take on amigurumi. So not at all. No. So I, I think, um, I just want people to know that if they want to ever do amigurumi, that these YouTube videos are amazing, so very helpful. You, If you can learn how to do the single crochet stitch, you can learn how to do amigurumi. And you can start from zero, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't have to have any previous knowledge of any kind of textile or, you know, knitting or anything like that. You can literally start from zero. Yes. That's fantastic because I think that opens the door to a lot of people that might be hesitant otherwise because they think they don't have the right background yeah. to, to do it. That's wonderful. You mentioned uh, confidence there when you were talking about getting the first attention right and everything. Do you, do you feel that as you progress, Amigurumi has maybe helped you in any way emotionally or psychologically? Is there something that you could point out that say, yeah, you know, it's given me confidence, it's given me something else perhaps, I don't know. Oh, definitely. Um, It has given me a boost of confidence because, you know, when I first wanted to learn how to do it, I felt so frustrated at first and I wasn't quite figuring it out and I had to keep trying, keep trying. Um, But I was persistent and I'm like, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to watch however many videos I want to watch until I learn mm-hmm. how to do this thing over and over and over. And then it clicked. And um, it's so satisfying to have a pattern and see the finished object on the pattern and think, Oh, that looks, that looks like it's going to be hard. I don't know if I can do it. And then, you know, getting into it. You know, sometimes I have to research some stitches and figure out how to do it. Um, but being able to complete it and having the finished object, I just feel proud. So I hear persistence and I hear resourcefulness because sometimes you move away from from the uh, actual pattern and you have to research things in order to understand. Definitely. There's sometimes, uh, you know, patterns um, that I look at that have stitches that I've never used and take a pause and back to YouTube I go and figure out how to do that stitch and go from there. That's very interesting. And you say that it makes you feel proud, which is so important. Yeah. It makes you feel proud. That's, that's a great feeling to have. And um, do you keep the amigurumi? Do you make a collection or do you share them? You know, I have background information here that I'm not <laughs> <laughs> revealing completely because I, I know that you share your amigurumi with the community. Um, why don't you tell us how you do that? And um, if it has been helpful to you in any way to share your creations with other people. Yeah. Um, so 
I do keep some because um, going back to having daughter, she just adores the little animals and likes to keep some and makes special requests often. Um, so we have a small collection, um, but I think I give away more than I keep. Um, whether I'm sending them to family, um, I've given some to the library for their uh, summer reading program. And then um, I put several in the free little art gallery that I have locally. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah. And um, it brings me joy to know that these creations bring other people joy. So what kind of feedback do you get when, uh, when somebody receives or do they let you know, for instance, uh, if, somebody, if somebody gets one from the, uh, the little art gallery or, or if somebody requests a particular one? Yeah, um, I've gotten, you know, um, feedback about these are so cute or I love these. And um, I've uh, had people message me on Instagram uh, asking how they can get into making them also. Um, uh, the ones I dropped off at the library, the librarian told me that the patrons love them. So feels it feels, nice it feels like people get really invested in them. Like they really connect strongly emotionally with these little crochet animals yes. for some reason. I mean, I would agree because I have a couple, um, elves at my house that for some reason they're just really special to me. <laughs> And I think I think that part of it is not just the way they work, but I think there's a recognition of the amount of work that goes into creating one of them. Not only the time and the expertise that you're accruing as you you know as you move through your learning curve that we were talking about earlier, but I mean obviously they take time and they take skill and they take effort. So I think people appreciate that a lot. Thank you. <laughs> That's true. I, I mean, I am the proud owner of a couple of your creations and particularly one that I requested from you uh, for my husband. And uh, we just love her to bits and we take her places. We have her in the car. She travels with us. It's like Aww. it's a real tiny person. Well, it's not a person. It's a puppy. But, uh, <laughs> but it's like a person to us still. And, um, you know, it brings lovely memories and and uh it just means a lot it's it's amazing what uh and i think it it's um you know when you put that much thought and creativity into such a tiny small packet i mean it doesn't matter if it's you know a small object but it's just loaded with with a lot of emotion and a lot of love and i think that carries over i think other people can feel that so it's a it's a lovely practice, and I hope you you keep it up because I've seen a a clear progression in your um, in your creations uh, on Instagram as well. And you're attempting harder and harder patterns. Am I right? Yes, I I do like to just venture out and experiment with new things. Um, recently, um, I wanted to try crocheting like really small, like the the small like the keychain I saw at the farmers market with like thread. Um, uh, and even though it's smaller, those ones, it's more challenging to make. So I've been trying with that or like with plush yarns and things like that. How small are we talking about? Oh, just a couple inches. Um, tiny, tiny. Tiny, yes. And that would be I, an extra challenge. I imagine you need, you know, special tools for that. 
Yeah, like um, to stuff it. Um, normally, I would stuff my regular amigurumis with like a chopstick, but with the little ones, like a toothpick, it's so small. Oh, that's small. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see some of those soon. Oh, I can't wait to see them. I can't wait to see them because I can't imagine how much how much detail you can put into such a small, <laughs> tiny, you know, creation. But it must be really time consuming to to. I mean, it looks tiny, but it would it would be a lot of work to make one of those. <laughs> yes, it's a whole different way to hold the yarn from so thin and it, uh, a little more simple because again, they're so small. I have to. It's just a simple little face. Do you do you feel that it requires a lot of concentration and focus? Yes, um, I'm a groomy in general. Um, for me, there's a lot of um, counting at the end of every row that I do. I count my stitches. So I have to really be paying attention um, because if I get to the end of the row and my stitch count is off, I have to rip out that row and try again until I get the count right or it's going to be off. So there are times where you um, have to, you know, to, uh, do it again. Yes, many times, many times. So that's the persistence that we were talking about. Yes. <laughs> before. Yes, of course. Well, that's a very... Uh, you know, um, important ingredient in in any creative journey is persistence because things do go wrong sometimes and you have to undo what you've done and start over. Yes. And, so, and I will say um, uh, the faces, that seems like it would be the easiest part, but I'm particularly picky about those. And I think probably every project, I can't remember a time I've ever put a face on and, and have liked it immediately. So that one, I usually go back and redo many times until it's the type of cute I'm going for. That's interesting. So just to recap a little bit, is it really feasible um, that somebody who has never done anything like this could start making amigurumi? Absolutely. You just gotta, I would start with a cheap ball of yarn from Michael's and a hook and get on YouTube and start learning and it worked for me just skill by skill by skill and just keep yeah. building it up yes baby steps excellent well it's been such a delight talking to you today kylie thank you so thank much thank you i really appreciate it, it was i hope i hope that we have inspired someone to pick up our crochet needle i hope so too <laughs> yeah i hope everybody should give this lovely craft a try i'm now i'm feeling like i want to give it a try as well <laughs> Um, I think it's going to take me a while, but uh, I think I'm going to give it a try. And you know that uh, actually my son, he, he's a very gifted knitter. So I um, maybe I can just consult with him and uh, see how he can help me, you know, and, and I'll get started sooner rather than later. And I think that we can all agree that we need more cuteness in the world, don't you think? Oh, yes. Certainly, certainly now. So. I, uh, I want to thank you again, and I will have additional information about Kylie's work and her creations in the description of this episode. So thank you, everyone, for spending some time with us today, and I will see you Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Six Impossible Things. I hope you enjoyed it. Please join me again next week. Subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss any episodes and visit madcollage.com for original artwork, exclusive prints, and monthly offers. 
For extra goodies, please visit my Redbubble store and select your favorite merchandise. You can also help make Six Impossible Things possible with a small contribution so that I can enjoy a lovely cup of tea while I write and edit this content. Have a peaceful and creative week. Take care.